It's good to see you all here this morning. What if you learned this morning that there was an assassin waiting outside to kill you as soon as you walked out those doors? What would you do? You'd probably try to avoid getting killed. Probably find out as much as you can about how he was going to do it and do what you can to stop that. The Bible says, 1 Peter 5 and verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Every day, like Yancey said in his prayer, every day Satan tempts you to sin. And he wants your soul. He wants your eternal soul. He wants to draw you away from God. That's why he's doing it. And I want you to think this morning about what the things are that tempts you to sin. Because today I'm going to talk about practical ways that we can overcome temptation in our lives. Things we can do to stop this adversary. And if you're struggling with temptations, if you're struggling with giving in to temptation and to sin, I want you to know this morning that you're not alone. That there are other people other Christians out there right now struggling with the same temptations that you're struggling with. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Your temptations are not unique to you. They're not totally unique to other people. Other people are struggling with the same things. But it also says, it continues there, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God doesn't tempt you to sin. But he also doesn't stop you from being tempted. He won't do that. But he will provide a way that you can escape that temptation, that you can overcome it, that you can get away from it. And in his word, he has provided us tools to show us how to do that. And I'm going to talk about those tools today. Because you can overcome what tempts you. This is a faithful promise of God. But to overcome temptation... You have to want to. You have to want to overcome it. Do you want to overcome temptation this morning? Why? Why why should you want to overcome the temptations that are tempting you? Well, one reason is because temptation can lead to sin. And that sin over time can lead to spiritual death. 
It says in James chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. He's talking about spiritual death there. Separation from God. You know, I've known people who were strong Christians in the church. But sin over time just wore them down. The feeling of guilt, of not being able to be to overcome this sin, it just wore them, all, wore them down and they just finally gave up. They left. They left the church. They left God. They left the faith. Now, I don't want that to happen to you. Don't think it can't. Satan... Satan is very good at this. He's been doing it for a long time. Satan is fishing for you. He's trying to draw you away from God. He's using temptation as bait. And this bait, it, it looks attractive. Temptation would be easy if it didn't, didn't look good, if it wasn't desirable, if it wasn't pleasurable, if it wasn't, didn't give us satisfaction. But it does. It's desirable. A lot of times it's based on good things, and we want it. But then we get hooked on it, you see. And once we're hooked, it's hard to get away. And he'll reel us in. Sin separates us from God. When you're living in sin, you don't want to be close to God. You don't want to sing songs of praise to Him. You sure don't want to pray to Him. You want to hide from God. That's what Adam and Eve did, didn't they? They they hid from God because of their shame. And that's what sin will do. Sin, sin takes the joy away from Christianity. You should be happy as a Christian. You should be joyful, full of joy. It should be a wonderful thing. But sin takes that away. It wears us down. But there's nothing better than knowing that you are right with God. You know, and when you overcome temptation, when you overcome that sin, it gives you that joy, that joy of knowing that you are right with God. Don't you want to have that? So you should want to overcome temptation. So how do you do it? Well, I think the best way to do it is to learn from the Master. Learn from Jesus himself. How did Jesus overcome sin? Did you know know Jesus was tempted to sin? He was. Jesus was tempted to sin. Matthew 4 and verse 1. 
It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. This was right after Jesus was baptized. And he set upon a 40-day fast. Now, the first thing I notice about this is when Jesus was going to fast, he didn't go and sit outside a bakery window so he could smell the bread fresh baking, you know. He didn't go into the marketplace to be around all these people eating and drinking. He went into the desert, into the desert alone. The Bible says in Romans 13 and 4, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. If you want to overcome sin, you need to try to separate yourself from the things that tempt you. Try to do what you can to minimize your contact with things that tempt you. Think about the things that tempt you to sin. What are they? Is there anything you can do to limit your exposure to that temptation? Maybe you could go a different way, go to different places. Maybe you can hang around different people or get rid of something that you have or make it harder for you to see these things. Maybe you can choose to consume different content. You know, the things that go in. This can be a huge step toward overcoming temptations in your life and sin. But even though Jesus went out into the desert and separated himself from food, he was still tempted, the Bible says, for 40 days. <clears throat> and Satan is very good at temptation. He has been doing it for thousands of years. He's, he's gotten very, very good at it. And he knows exactly the things that will tempt you the most. He knows what those things are. And that's what he uses. Just like he knew exactly what would tempt Jesus the most. And that's what he used tempt him. And when Jesus went out into the wilderness to fast, Satan was there waiting for him. But Jesus knew that Satan would be there. Jesus knew that he would be tempted. And so he prepared. For years and years, the Bible says Jesus increased in the knowledge and wisdom of God's word. He had been studying. He had been studying and meditating on God's word, learning everything he could about it. So he eventually had the word of God in his head, waiting. And that word of God, that knowledge of God, from God's word, became this sharp, double-edged sword that he welded. And when Satan 
ambushed him in the desert, Jesus pulled out that sword and he fought back. The Bible says Satan knew. Satan knew he was hungry. And he says in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, Satan said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. No. Imagine. Imagine that you had the power of God to change anything. To like create things from nothing. To command the wind and the waves to stop to turn water into wine, to just make food. Wouldn't you want to use that? Wouldn't you want to use that to ease your suffering? If you were in pain, if you were suffering, and you had the power to just instantly fix it, wouldn't you want to do that? Well, don't you know Jesus did? Don't you know Jesus was tempted to do that? I certainly would be. Well, Satan knew this would tempt Jesus. So for 40 days, he put this in his head. It's enough. You've done it enough. You've gone long enough. Just eat something. Go ahead. If you are the son of God, just make some bread and eat. You've, you've gone way long enough. This is enough. But Jesus pulled out the sword. And he replied, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus quoting Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. Jesus knew that food, if you eat food, you're going to be hungry again. It's not going to fix anything eternally for you. But the Word of God will. The Word of God will give you life, eternal life. And so that's what he was focused on. And so he replied, my food is the Word of God. Well, Satan didn't give up. Satan's not going to give up on just one try. He continued in Matthew 4 and verse 5, Satan says, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Satan challenged Jesus to prove that he was the Son of God. You know, Jesus was surrounded his whole life by people who didn't believe he was the Christ. Don't you know that he must have wanted to just prove it to them? He could. Just prove it. It would be easy. When someone doubts you, and you could easily prove them wrong. Don't you want to do it? Satan even tried to use scripture against Jesus. 
He quoted Psalm 91. It says it was written, the angels are going to take care of you. That is, if you are the Son of God. Unless, of course, you're a faker. Maybe you're faking. Maybe you're really not the Son of God. Are you just pretending? Is that what you're doing? Show me. Prove it. He was relentless. When someone calls you a faker, don't you want to prove it to them? Don't you want to prove them wrong if you can? Matt, you know nothing about spreadsheets, do you? You probably couldn't even tell me how to add two cells together. (laughs) You're just a faker. I mean, he had to have wanted to prove him wrong. He was tempted. But Jesus knew. The thing is, Jesus knew that Satan knew who he was. He knew that. Satan knew. Satan was just trying to get him to give in to the sin of pride. So Jesus pulled out that sword that he'd been sharpening. And he said, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Don't tempt me, Satan. I know who I am. I know who I am. And so do you. Don't tempt me. Satan still wasn't finished. Satan again tempted him, said the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. All these things will be yours. The Bible says that Satan is the ruler of this world. He could have done that. He could have given Jesus everything. So what did Jesus do? Well, I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't make excuses for why he could do this. He didn't justify doing what he wanted to do. He could have. He could have made some awesome excuses. Can you imagine how much good Jesus could have done in this world if Satan would have stepped aside just step back and let him have it let him be the ruler of this world instead of him what could Jesus have done how many people could Jesus have helped 
He could have done good things. I mean, yeah, he would have had to worship Satan, but, you know, he could always repent of it later, right? Just one sin. But look at all the good. You can justify any sin if you want it bad enough. You can make an excuse. You can find an excuse to do it. If you want it bad enough. Well, thankfully for us, Jesus was prepared for this temptation as well. And he didn't give in. He said, replied to to Satan, he said, then Jesus said to him in verse 10, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him. Behold, angels came and ministered to him. Another book says that he left him for a time. He would be back. Satan never stopped tempting Jesus, and he's not going to stop tempting you. But we can overcome temptation. But to overcome temptation like Jesus did, you're going to have to prepare for it. Like Jesus prepared. You need to be ready with godly answers to the things that tempt you. And I'm going to talk about some of those things. What, think about this, think about this. What, what are some of the things that you know are going to tempt you in the coming week? You probably know from past experience what things are going to be temptations to you to sin. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do to prepare for that temptation? Because you know it's coming. One thing is make no provision for the flesh. Think about where you usually are when you're tempted. What are you doing most of the time when you are tempted the most? Is there anything you can do to limit your exposure to that? What can you do to prepare in advance and make it not so easy to be tempted? Think about what you can do and implement those things this week. Number two, search the scriptures. Once you have an idea of the things that are tempting you, in your head, what is the, look, look in the Bible for what it says about it. Google is great for this. ChatGPT is great for this. You can just type in, what does the Bible say about lust? What does the Bible say about stealing, about lying? What does the Bible say about pride? 
What does the Bible say about anger and hate? What does the Bible say about what tempts you the most? And take those scriptures that you find and print them out and put them someplace where you will read them, where you will see them. Put them, you can make a a background wallpaper on your computer or your phone or your tablet where you will see these scriptures. And three, oh, first the Hebrews 4 and 12 says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. These, these verses will help you. They are powerful. Third, you need to meditate and memorize those scriptures. Those scriptures that you find that deal with the things that tempt you, memorize them. Get them in your head and memorize them so you know them. Meditate on them. And do that over and over again until eventually you will associate this temptation with this scripture. So when that temptation enters your head, you're going to have that scripture in your head as well. That's going to be an association for you, and it'll be automatic. It'll be fast, you see. And so that, that is how you can sharpen this sword. And that scripture, when it's in your head, and you're tempted to sin and that scripture comes in your head, that, that sharp sword is going to block the attack, you see. And if you associate that scripture with the sin, with the, with the temptation, you won't associate the pleasure so much. Because you'll associate the guilt instead. And it'll block that. And it'll give you time for number four, which is the escape. Corinthians 10 and 13 says, God promises to make a way of escape. But you have to look for it. You have to look for that escape. When you're attempted, what are you going to do instead of giving in to that temptation? Instead of swearing to that guy who cuts me off on the road, I'm going to pray for him. Instead of clicking on that ungodly link, I'm going to click on one of these links I've put in my escape folder. These godly links over here. Instead of being prideful, I'm going to remember what a sinful man I am, where Jesus has brought me from. Instead of seeking revenge, I'm going to forgive because God forgave me. If you don't see any way of escape, pray to God. You can always pray. Pray to God and ask him to deliver you from this temptation.
Don't stick around. This is why they have fire drills, because in the heat of the moment, you need to know where to escape. Find that escape. Plan for it. And take it. Don't, don't linger. Because Satan, Satan's been at this a long time. He's very good. Escape the fight. I know this plan works. I know it works because I've used it. I've done it. It works. Believe me, it works. More importantly, this isn't my plan. That's why it works. It's the plan of God. It's what we find in Scripture, dealing with temptation. James 1 and verse 12 said, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive a crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. This will not be an easy fight, but it's one worth having. It's a fight you're going to have to, you're going to have to do it your rest of your life. But it's worth it for the joy, the promise of the joy that you will receive. And although you can justify any sin, you can also overcome any sin. You can overcome any temptation if you want that bad enough. So ask yourself today, do you want to overcome the things that tempt you to sin? And if there's someone out there who needed to hear this today, I hope it will, this will help you. I hope you will have the courage to do something about temptation. And I want to pray for you. Lord God, please, you know who needs to hear this. Please help them. Help them to want to overcome temptation. Help them, give them your word to do that. I hope this has been useful to you. I thank you for listening to me. We're going to sing a song of invitation now. If you have a spiritual need to bring before the congregation, please come as we stand and sing.